Alicia here from Unleash Fit Living, sharing some quick tips for fitness and well-being with you today. Today we're going to talk about how to meal prep. One of the best ways to take control of what we put in our bodies and to become mindful of our food is to practice meal preparation. Meal prep involves planning your meals for several days or a week at a time and then buying, cooking and preparing accordingly. Here are some of the benefits of meal prepping. Firstly, you know what you're going to eat ahead of time, so it takes the thinking out of it. You can prepare a specific shopping list and actually save money by only buying what you need. You you are also less likely to waste food when you meal prep. You're more likely to stick to nutritious portion meals when they are pre-made. You save time by preparing several meals all at once. And leftovers can become tomorrow's meal. Now think about it, whatever you prioritize and value is what you make time for. I say this because meal prepping demands planning and time set aside to prepare those meals. So if it's important to you, I suggest scheduling into your week a block of two to three hours to dedicate to that meal preparation. And then choose meals that work around your lifestyle. For example, if you don't have much time in the morning, choose grab-and-go style breakfasts like green smoothies, chia puddings with fruit or quick oats. If you don't have heating facilities at your workplace, then choose something fresh like a salad in a jar or a pre-made wrap. Use your preparation time to make bulk recipes like homemade bread, frittatas, soups or pre and par cooked foods like tofu and vegetables. Smoothie, smoothies or oatmeal prep um, is easy because you can just use Ziploc bags to hold all the dry ingredients and store them in the fridge or freezer. And then all you need to do is add the liquid to it and make it on the day. So some of the tools that help with meal prep are Ziploc bags, containers for meal storage, a food processor, blender and glass jars. So here's a couple of ideas for meal prepping. Making veggie grain bowls is really easy. All you need to do is cook a pot of brown rice, quinoa or buckwheat and then roast several trays of veggies like sweet potatoes, zucchini, capsicum, onion, snow peas, Brussels sprouts, carrots, whatever you want really. And then make up meals adding the veggies to the grain and then making a simple sauce or dressing to go on top. Another way to do some pre- meal prep is to pre-make smoothie ingredients by putting them in snaplock bags in the freezer, like your banana, your oats, your flaxseed, your protein powder, for example. And another thing that you can do with salads is make them, pre-make them and store them in jars or containers without the dressing on them so they don't go soggy. So I hope that's given you some ideas on how you can get ahead of the meal prep game. You know, the more that we can actually prepare and think through what we're going to eat, the way better choices we're going to make. Don't forget, you can get more Fit Living tips in the Upside magazine by mailing the Upside at PO Box 7 Walls End 2287 for your free subscription or by calling Faith FM on 1800 324 843. And you can find more from me at www.unleashfitliving.com as well as on my Instagram and Facebook page if you look up Unleash Fit Living. Thank you.
Are you looking for a way to turn your life experience into an enriching gift for helping those around you? A counselling degree at Avondale College of Higher Education could provide you a great foundation to assist others through life's difficulties. Study in a personalised environment alongside a fantastic support network and community on our Lake Macquarie campus. Apply to study counselling today at counselling.avondale.edu.au. It's higher education designed for life. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Does God exist? Is there anyone out there? Is God for real? For Peter Watts, as an atheist, the answer to this question was no, there is no God. But like so many others, he had to reconsider the evidence. When we consider the vast expanse of our universe, do our individual lives really matter? Is there any purpose to our existence? Or are we simply drifting through life wondering where meaning will come from? What is the evidence for the existence of God and what does that mean for you and for those you care about? Come and join former atheist and international speaker Peter Watts as he explores this vital question, Is God for Real? Starting 7pm Saturday, October 19 at Erin Affair in the Erin Room. Hope to see you there. So Wayne's still with us. Wayne was, uh, we were just having a great conversation off air during the news and uh, we're going to do some more recording uh, with Wayne because he's got so many stories to tell you and so many just amazing pictures he's brought here on his, on his, on his laptop. But uh, we're like, hey, just hang out for the Bible study. Why not? So um, yeah, we've got a Bible well study happening. Stories. And now we have our guest who's trying to give away, you know, Wayne, Mon one time in, I, just in I, conversation. Mon one time, Lyle about like five times is oh, accidentally giving away the answer live on air. Man, there's so much fun here. Yeah. <laughs> I did it one time. You're the one who does it Children, all the time. Children, settle down. <laughs> <laughs> You've come back to Australia. You're still working okay. with kids, Wayne. <laughs> Three times maximum in 12 months. Whatever, Trevor. You did it like one Whatever. Times. What? Uh, gave, the, gave, the, gave the clue away. Gave, gave the, the answer, answer away. away for the quiz. Because sometimes we... we we give out a clue, right? And then we discuss it on air. But then while we're yeah, discussing we it, we forget here, you know, and like, we say the answer. But you should make your questions a lot harder. This is easy. <laughs> yeah. okay, well, so here's, here's, here's another clue. You know, these these two these these two brothers and there's two brothers mm-hmm. and, and we're talking about one of the brothers uh, were not born in the land of Israel. See, see, this is what happens. We start, ta- yeah, we start talking Refugee. about it, and then any minute oh, now, so refugees. This, this is a subject that you're familiar yeah. with. Yeah. displaced persons. Well, uh, was he a displaced or was he a refugee? Aha. Uh-huh. There's another question. <laughs> well, oh, no, no. His, his father started out as a slave, a really? child slave in his home country, and then was transported to another country, then a refugee, and then um, broke out of that. Um, society and rose to prominence. So he's a migrant then. <laughs> <laughs> was he and taken hostage at any point? <laughs> yes. He was? Yes, there was a hostage kind of situation. Was he a minor? Unaccompanied? Um, Should we call Asianade? How do you define unaccompanied? I don't think he was ever by Call Asianade, I'll give you the answer. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was definitely by himself with um, okay so but he was he was taken captive by he was taken captive first by close relatives and then by distant relatives who sold him 
And uh, went so he was a slave. I am so nervous that Child one of us slave. is about to just say the name. <laughs> okay, we're talking about the father here. The, the son's okay. one is the son's one is exciting. If you know who it is, we're talking about the son. Of course, the answer. Give us a call. One the, of the sons. One, one of the, the sons. Everyone's going deba- to know by now for yeah, sure. <laughs> Give how us many a call. Lines do you have <laughs> only? Oh, how many? Two or three phone numbers, phone lines. We have the number to call is one eight hundred Faith FM. It's one eight hundred three two four eight four three. If you can tell us the correct answer, we will of course send you the prize for today. What well, you can text us. your car? Yeah, my imaginary car. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, we're going to give out Wayne's car. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got a nice car. Uh, um, don't forget our text, n- uh, our number for our text message is 0491 064 669. There, did I read it slow enough? Yeah, yeah. So I usually say 0491 064 669 and people are like, oh, I can't write it down that quick. Yeah, it's a so, crime to use your phone while you're driving. Yes, indeed, true. It's indeed. True. Pull over to the side of the road. Yes, indeed. Okay, so where are we up to? We are talking about the book of Acts. We are in Acts chapter two, and we are talking about uh, we are talking about Peter's sermon. Acts chapter two, verse seventeen, please, Mon. Acts chapter two and verse seventeen says, "When I can get there, my thumb's a little bit slow this morning." Two seventeen. In the last day, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. Okay, so this is an interesting situation here because as we read yesterday, uh, the disciples began to speak in many different languages and there were a lot of people there, of course, you know, the local Jewish people, that all they could hear was just uh, um, the babbling of different languages that were being spoken to communicate the gospel. And so they were trying to figure out what on earth is going on. What has come on these disciples? Um, have they gone mad? Have mm. they gone insane? You know, it's very clear that these are Galileans, and Galileans was a little bit like saying <laughs> bogans, um, in that they may have had, uh, you know, less education than some other portions of society certainly very friendly and um, I like how you say that the Galileans were the bogans of the Bible (laughs) well they kind of were I mean this is not any any disrespect to bogans because bogans are like the most generous yeah salt of the earth they Mm -hmm. are you mean like vegans Vegans, vegans, vegans. <laughs> yeah, almost. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but they were, and suddenly they begin to speak in other languages. Jewish people looking on can't understand what's going on because they know that they have very very low education, and so they've gone. They're drunk. They've yep. gone. They've, they've gone insane. They've lost. It. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so if we go back to uh, you know um, verse 13 the Bible says others mocking said these men are full of new wine in other words they've had way too much to drink but Peter standing up with the eleven lifted up his voice and said you men of Judah and you and you that live in Jerusalem so he's speaking now to the Jewish people that live in Judah and Jerusalem that speak Aramaic because they're the ones that are making the accusation because for them these other languages just sound like Garble. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> listen to my words. Verse 15. These are not drunk as you suppose. Seeing it's just the third hour of the day. So it's, you know, too early in the morning to be drunk. Um, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And so if we go back to the prophecy of Joel, and we read this uh, a week or so ago, Mon, but let's go back there again. Um, and Wayne, maybe I'll get you to read this one for us. Let's go to Joel, Hosea, Joel. It's where you'll find it. Joel chapter 
uh, two, and let's begin verse 28 and 29, please, Wayne. Then after, then after doing all of those things, I'll pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons, your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. In those days, I will pour out my spirit, even on the servants, men and women alike. Thank you. Okay, so what this is, and Peter obviously takes this passage here and he applies it to the day of Pentecost. He says, "This is what is happening. The, the Holy Spirit is being poured out." And, you know, it's one of those Old Testament passages that really gives us an insight into the working of the Holy Spirit and, and, and what the Holy Spirit is all about. And he said, you know, this is this is what is taking place here. The Spirit has been poured out, and as a result of that, supernatural things are taking are, are happening. And uh, supernatural events were definitely a part of the foundation of the Christian church and should be a part of the foundation of Christianity today. Okay, let's go down to Wayne Wally there. Why don't you read for us verse 32? Uh, because this prophecy goes a little bit further into the future. But everyone who calls on my name of the, of the Lord will be saved. For some on Mount Zion in Jerusalem will escape, just as the Lord has said. These will be among the survivors whom the Lord has called. Okay, so when we look at this prophecy here, the Bible talks about those who do what that are going to be saved. What do they actually do? Call out, call out my name. Okay, so they're calling out on they're calling on the name of the Lord. They're calling on the name of Jesus Christ, and this is what Peter is about to in his sermon is about to direct their attention to. He's directing them to Jesus Christ. So this prophecy points forward to a time when the Holy Spirit will be poured out with great power, and people will be directed to Jesus Christ, where they will find and experience salvation. And so Joel's prophecy is quite specific here, and Peter very, very clearly applies it to the day of Pentecost. Mon, mm. is Joel's prophecy only about um, the day of Pentecost? There, are, there there's, and Let me just give you a bit of background to this question. Yeah. I have had people come to me at, on occasions and argue that the era for miracles is over that the era for miracles was the book of Acts. Mm -hmm. It was miracles were something that was given to the apostles. Um, and when the apostles died, the era of miracles came to an end. So prophecy came to an end. Um, the work of the Holy Spirit and the spiritual gifts came to an end. Um, you know, the Holy Spirit, you know, it still comes into our heart and changes us into a new person, all that kind of stuff, yes. But uh, that, that miracles are over. Mon, do you think that the time of miracles is over? No, because it says here back in Acts chapter 2 that says in the last day, God says he'll pour out his spirit upon all people. Okay, so every single person is going to uh, receive the Holy Spirit. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Okay, so we're back again. Every single person is going to receive the Holy Spirit. But there's more in this passage. Mon, can you read for us verse uh, 30 and 31, please? We, we skipped over these two verses as we look at this prophecy in Joel. But he was a prophet, and he knew God had sorry, promised with an oath that one of David's own descendants would sit on his throne. David was looking into the future and speaking of the Messiah's resurrection. He was saying that God would not leave him among the dead or allow his body to rot in the grave hmm you were in the book of Acts yeah Acts chapter 2 right 
Yeah, I was actually after Joel chapter two. I was wondering what that was about. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good passage. It's a good passage. We're going to get to that passage. Which one do you want? Joel chapter two. Okay, Wayne, you're in Joel chapter two. All right. Yeah, I'm sitting there. Okay, why don't you grab for us uh, verse 30 and 31, please? So what we, what we want to look for in these verses is this. Um, did this passage, this prophecy of Joel, that Peter applies to the day of Pentecost, did it just belong to the day of Pentecost? Was it only for the apostles and that era, or does it stretch through longer than that? Verse 30, And I will cause wonders in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and columns of smoke. The sun will become dark and the moon will turn blood red before that great and terrible day of the Lord's arrival. Okay, let me ask you this question. Has the great and terrible day of the Lord arrived? Well, I, I guess not. Yeah, I, I would guess not. I would guess not. And there's a number of signs here that are given, you know, the sun turning into, the sun the sun being turning dark, um, the uh, moon turning to the color of blood. Um, of course, that's all we get here in Australia when we have bushfires, isn't it? Mm, yeah. It's the only good thing about a bushfire is the amazing sunsets that you sometimes get as a result of that. And uh, you know, you obviously haven't seen a volcano erupt. Oh, okay. So, so Wayne here has worked with uh, you know in disaster zones for the last thirty years, and uh, you've worked in volcano areas. Yeah, Indonesia. There were so many of them; they were blowing up all over the place. Okay, and oh. you can get the sky going red pretty quick. Wow. Do you get uh, spectacular yeah. sunsets and yeah. all that kind of thing? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. And sometimes when the the rivers boil or the sulfur gets in the rivers, the fish die, and then you got blood in the rivers. So. Yeah. Oh, so you've seen this? You, oh, yeah. you, you've seen this prophecy being fulfilled firsthand in uh, more than one natural disasters. Yeah, more wow. than once. But that, you know that that's not on a biblical scale. No, yeah. no. This is obviously talking about uh, you know the great and terrible day of the Lord. So you've seen some great and terrible things, but maybe not the great and terrible day of the Lord. No. Yeah. Okay. So the great and terrible day of the Lord is a reference to the return of Christ, and the Bible is talking about you know it says um, in those days, in the days. Just before the return of Christ, these are the events that are going to happen. And so the Bible is very, very clear that the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit apply to our day just as much as they applied to their day, that God has never taken the gifts of the Holy Spirit away, um, and that you know supernatural acts like God are to be expected now just as then, just as much as then. All right, let's go over to Ephesians. Let's take this a uh, little bit further. Let's go to Ephesians. And in Ephesians, we'll go to, I'm thinking Ephesians chapter 4. The Bible talks about some of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I can hear pages flicking all over the place here. Um, and Mon, I'll get you to read these ones for us. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4, uh, verse 11 and now, 12. Thank you. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. Okay, so the Bible talks about different gifts there, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And tells us what the responsibility is for those who receive those gifts. Mm-hmm. And then it goes on and tells us in the next verse, that's verse 13, how long those gifts are to remain with the church. Mm. What does it say there? Verse 13. Uh, it says, this will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, okay. measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ, no, no less. 
Okay, so Mon, have you reached up to the full and mature no. and perfect standard of God? Not by a long shot. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, we all have to recognise our humanity, don't we? Mm-hmm. Which is it's, it's a uh, it's a sad reality. But I think you know if anybody sits here and says, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'm perfect," you know, I've achieved it, I've reached that particular point, I will never sin again. Mm-hmm. And be like, "Why did you just blow it?" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have not we have not. When, when will we be able to say? Yes, we have made it. Never? No, we will be able to say that one when we're in heaven. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When we're in heaven, when you're in heaven, yeah. you say, "Yeah, I made it." Right? <laughs> you know, when somebody gets to heaven, they're not going to get kicked back out again. It's not going to happen. Yeah, no. If you, if you are there, you are there to stay. So when you're in heaven, you can say, "Yes, I've made it." Mm-hmm. Praise God. And it's not that it's not so much that you can say, "I've made it." Jesus got me here. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And that's probably the language that we need to be using in relationship to, to heaven is that Jesus got me here. Praise God, I'm here and, uh, and here to stay. And so the Bible says, you know, these gifts of the Holy Spirit are to be here with the church until the return of Christ. That's Amen. very, very clear. They're never to be taken away. In fact, if you go over to Revelation chapter 18, Revelation chapter 18, the Bible gives a prophecy in uh, verse 1 and 2. Um, and this is a prophecy that applies to just, once again, just before the return of Christ. Uh, Wayne, can you read those couple of verses for us, please? After all this, I saw another angel come down from heaven with great authority, and the earth grew bright with his splendor. He gave a mighty shout, Babylon has fallen, the great city has fallen. She has become a home for demons. She is a hideout of every foul spirit, a hideout for every foul vulture and every foul and dreadful animal. Okay, so this particular angel, and what's interesting about this, is this angel repeats the message that we found in the three angels of Revelation 14. Mm -hmm. But the only thing that this angel adds to the message is power. Okay. So the, the, the three angels of Revelation chapter 14 are all about the final message to go to the world just before the, the return of Christ. Great. We've got, we've got a message. Let's take it out to the world. Let's give it to the whole world. Jesus is coming soon. This is what the Bible describes as the everlasting gospel. Mm-hmm. That's Revelation chapter 14. Uh, you'll find the everlasting gospel there starting in verse 6. And then in chapter 18, you have a repeat of, you know, the everlasting gospel, a portion of the everlasting gospel. And with that repeat, the fourth angel doesn't come along and say, hey, I've got a fourth message. No, 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 the no. The fourth angel comes along and says, I've got some extra power. Mm. And this power goes out on a global scale. Mm-hmm. It is worldwide. And so we should expect the power of the Holy Spirit. We should experience the power of the Holy Spirit, in the same way that the disciples experienced on the day of Pentecost. So let me ask you this question, guys. Are we seeing it right now around us exactly the same as Pentecost? Absolutely. Oh, okay. I reckon. Wayne says yes. Yeah, you see a lot of signs and wonders happening. What do you say? What do you say, Mon? Yeah, I mean, we definitely see uh, you know signs and wonders and, and that kind of thing happening, but I haven't seen any like flames Dancing on people's heads. Okay, maybe not exactly the same kinds of. Yeah, I feel like some yes and some no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Okay, so but we see in the in, in the book of Acts, and, and Wayne, I'll come back and challenge you on this one. Um, we see in the book of Acts, we see you know Peter just walking around and healing people left, right, and centre. We see Paul a situation where they'll take take his handkerchief and hand it to somebody and they're healed. Mm, mm. Do we see that level of the supernatural right now? I think on, I, on a daily, common kind of basis. No, I, I, not unless you look for it. Okay, no, I, mean, oh, okay. I think you can okay. find it in like yeah. you know in third world countries and missionaries. Oh, yeah. You hear stories right. of missionaries well, coming that, back that, and stuff. This is this is something that's interesting because you know you get two different perspectives here. Mm-hmm. And what I find is here in Australia, a lot of people would respond like, "Yeah, no, we don't see that." Mm-hmm. But Wayne, you've spent your entire life in developing countries, in disaster zones, in war zones, uh, working with children, working with charities, and you've got a very different perspective. I've I've seen things happen that you can't explain. Mm -hmm. You know, I've seen thousands of people, you know, kind of freed from captivity. I've seen people fleeing from, you know, kind of onslaughts, and they've survived. I've I've seen also people, you know, kind of smitten with, you know, all kinds of stuff. But So the power of the... The Holy Spirit, the power of evil, you know, it's all out there. Right. It's it's active at work. And the devil knows he's lost, so he's working overtime to try and get as many as he can, you know, before the glorious day comes. And at the same time the Lord has said, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna come in and I'm gonna gonna help these people out. I'm, I'm so glad you've joined us um, this morning for this particular Bible study, Wayne, because you give us a uh, a unique perspective on it, and uh, something that um, yeah we often don't we often don't see you now living here in the lucky country. We're going to take a break. This is Carly Fletcher with Come Home here on Faith FM.
Welcome back, everybody. We were just listening to Carly Fletcher with Come Home here on Faith FM, and we are in our Encounter with God section. Okay, where are we up to? We're talking about Peter's sermon. We need to read a bit more of this sermon here, so let's go to Acts chapter 2. And Mon, pick the story for us up in uh, verse 22, please. Acts chapter 2 and verse 22 says, once I can find it, mm-hmm. People of Israel, listen. God publicly endorsed Jesus the Nazarene by doing powerful miracles, wonders, and signs through him, as you well know. Yeah, keep going. But God knew what would happen, and his prearranged plan was carried out when Jesus was betrayed. With the help of lawless Gentiles, you nailed him to a cross and killed him. But God released him from the horrors of death and raised him back to life, for death could not keep him in its grip. Okay, stop there for a moment. How do you think his listeners responded? Is 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 Paul is sorry, Peter is Peter is Peter backing off here and taking this easy? No. <laughs> His guns are blazing right now. He's come straight Peter out. Peter is being Peter. <laughs> okay, so he's got, he's got up there and done a Peter. He's done a Peter. <laughs> yeah. All right. Not to be confused with Petering out, because it's totally no. different how Peter does a Peter. <laughs> Peter is, uh, yeah, he's just, um, he's just let loose right here. And he's actually pointed the finger at them. Did you notice that? He, yeah. You, he said, were the ones who nailed him to the cross and crucified him. How do you think his feelers, his hearers felt about that? His yeah, probably a bit affronted. I think yeah. there might have been some of them sure. that would have been. Mm-hmm. At the same time, there would have been others there who came under very deep conviction. Mm-hmm. Like, what have we done? Mm, yeah. You know, these events, you think about the events that have taken place over the last uh, few weeks since the crucifixion. You know, when the crucifixion actually took place, there were a number of supernatural events that caught people's attention. You know, there's a great earthquake and rocks being broken up. Then there was a bunch of people who were resurrected, mm-hmm. the Bible says, and went into the city of Jerusalem, and then they disappeared. Where'd they go? And then Jesus turns up, and the disciples that you would expect that, uh, you know, they've always said, you know, cut the head off the snake, the snake dies, mm-hmm. Rather than the snake dying in this situation, it has just come to life in the most powerful way, you know. And where there's a where there's an effect, there is a cause. Mm, mm-hmm. And of course, then there's the story that has uh, gone round that the tomb is empty, and the tomb of there, of course, is for anyone to go and have a look at. You know, mm-hmm. anyone who wants to can go and check out whether the tomb is empty or not. And, uh, you know, you've got 100 Roman soldiers who have told the story like, oh, yes, he stole him away while we slept. Well, you know, it's a capital punishment for sleeping on duty. And seriously, yeah. a few Galilean fishermen snuck past 100 highly trained Roman soldiers. Who all somehow magically were having the every deepest s- nap ever. Every single one of them went mm. to sleep. You know, mm. I, and, and these are, these, are, um, these are stories that are just too incredible to believe. Mm. Wake up, everybody! Mm. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And uh, and I think that you know this is and and now when the Holy Spirit has been poured out, the disciples have experienced that power. They know that God is there. They know that God is working. How much fear do they have? Mm. Don't have any, do they? <laughs> Peter just stood up with, without any fear. He's like, "Hey, guys, you crucified this guy, mm. but it was actually God's plan." Mm-hmm. And he starts to explain why this was God's plan and why it was necessary. Would have would, would have been just mind blowing for his listeners because, you know, they're looking for a conquering king, and Peter's giving them, you know, a dying saviour. Mm. Anyway, uh, a few more verses. Uh, 
Uh, Wayne, why don't you pick it up for us in uh, verse 25? Um, just, yeah, read us a few verses 225. Yeah. Um, King David said, yeah? Mm-hmm. King David said th- this about him. I see that the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. No wonder my heart is glad, and my tongue shouts his praises. My body rests in hope, for you will not leave my soul among the dead, or allow the Holy One to rot in the grave. You have shown me the way of life, and you will fill me with the joy of your presence. Okay, let's stop there for a moment. This is a uh, quoting from a prophecy that David made about the Messiah. Mm. And so Peter here has made a very bold statement that it was necessary for Jesus to die, and now he's backing it up with Scripture. So he's gone straight to this prophecy of David, and uh, and he says, you know, the Lord is always there, etc., etc. And then we come down a little bit in verse 27, because you will not leave my soul or my person amongst the dead um, or in the grave, neither will you allow your Holy One to see corruption or to rot. He's kind of saying, I told you so. Yeah, that's right. This is what the Bible says. You know, David said this. Listen, I'm telling you now. (laughs) David said that, yes, because obviously if the Holy One, the Messiah, is amongst the dead, he is dead. If he's in the grave, he is dead. Um, If there is a danger that he is going to, his body is going to corrupt, which is um, an old word for rot. What did your translation say there? Um, Something? Rot, yeah, I think it said rot. Rot, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Um, If if there is a danger that he's going to, clearly he is dead. Mm -hmm. And so Peter's saying, look, there's a prophecy here that Jesus was going to die, Mm. but that he would not be dead very long Mm -hmm. because the body begins to rot very, very soon after death. And so, you know, three days, the body is still intact, um, and that's how long uh, Jesus was dead for. And uh, um, and so as a result of that, you know, he just goes straight to the prophecy and says, this is, this is what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mon, a um, couple more verses, starting from verse 29. Actually, read for us verse 29. Dear brothers, think about this. You can be sure that the patriarch patriarch David wasn't referring to himself, for he died and was buried, and his tomb is still here among us. Okay, so he draws a very stark contrast with David, doesn't he? Mm. The greatest of all the Israelites, King David, of all time, um, the person who is mentioned more times in the Bible than anyone else other than Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So the greatest of all Israelites, and he says, okay, he died, he's dead, he's buried, his grave is still here, his bones are still in it. So he couldn't have been referring to himself. Because he's quoting Jesus David. died, and he's, he's drawing a contrast here. He's dead, but he came back to life, and his grave is empty. He's, in effect, what he's doing is he's throwing down the gauntlet. He's, he's throwing out a challenge. Mm. If you believe that Jesus didn't come back from the dead, go find his body. Yeah. His body is not here. And he's not doing this in Spain, mm-hmm. on the other side of the world, where people can't follow this up. We've mentioned this before. He is doing this in Jerusalem, 40-odd days, fifty. what was it, 52 mm-hmm. days since, the, since Jesus was crucified. So 52 days after Jesus died, he is there in Jerusalem where everybody yep. can so confirm. If you don't believe me, go and have a look. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And, you don't and have he draws to hear it. from someone else. You go and find it yourself. And at the same time, he is illustrating how much greater Jesus Christ is than King David. 
and oh there's so much more that we could draw out from this particular prophecy um, and sermon but unfortunately we're out of time so uh, we're going to uh, take a song break this is Jaden Lavik with My Father's World Living prayer 
Back, everybody. That was Daniel Moore Martin with Oh My Soul here on Faith FM. We need to get to our question of the day, which is Mon. It's coming from um, is it Sue? I've forgotten her name. Lynn. Lynn. It's coming from Lynn, one of our listeners, and uh, and uh, actually we put it up on our Instagram yesterday, and one of our lis- uh, listeners commented um, an answer, mm-hmm. an answer, a link online. So we've combined the two, and we're going to present them both. So the question is, what does Paul mean about speaking with the tongues of angels in First Corinthians thirteen verse one? We did talk about speaking in tongues we did. at length yesterday, so I think our listener must have been wanting to be a bit more information about the f- First Corinthians thirteen verse. Okay, so First Corinthians thirteen one says, "Though I speak with the tongues or the languages of men and of angels, and do not have love, I have become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal." So the question is, what are what is the language of angels? So what's the language of heaven, guys? Uh, it's not German, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure it's Australian. <laughs> ah, it's got to be Strine. Come on, guys. Um, no, here's what you find in the Bible as far as the language of angels. The languages that we find recorded in the Bible that angels spoke um, was Hebrew, mm-hmm. Chaldean, and Aramaic. Those are the only ones that I can immediately come to my mind I'm that out. angels ever spoke. I don't spoke. know any of them. Nope, uh, me either. However... Um, what we do find is that angels always spoke in a known language. They didn't speak in a different language that you know we couldn't understand and had to be interpreted. So there's the first point. The second is this, and this is an important verse from Galatians chapter 1 and verse 8. 
where it says, But though we or an angel from heaven should preach unto you any gospel other than that which we have preached to you. Let me ask you this question. Would an angel from heaven ever preach a false gospel? No. Would Paul ever preach a false gospel? No. No. And this is the same figure of speech that is being used in uh, 1 Corinthians 13. But though we or an angel of heaven did this, which is never done. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, though I speak with the tongue of men and of angels. He's not saying that I necessarily do speak with a foreign or strange heavenly language. He's not saying that at all. He's just saying, you know, even if I did this and didn't have love, it wouldn't exist. The only gift of tongues or gift uh, of languages that you find in the Bible is the gift of a known language. There is no reference anywhere to a language other than a language that is a known language that human beings speak, even when angels speak. That is the languages that they use. Pity we didn't have more time on this. Um, Darren Percival in the sweet by and by is what is coming up next. There's a land that is fairer than day And by faith we can see it afar For the Father waits over the way To prepare us a dwelling place there In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore shall sing on that beautiful shore the melodious songs of the blessed and our spirits shall sorrow no more not a sigh for the blessing of rest in the sweet by and by we shall meet on that beautiful shore in the sweet Why did we let Ulrich on the show? I mean, <laughs> Wayne on the show. Wayne Ulrich. Why am I calling him Ulrich? Why would we let Wayne Ulrich on the show? Because he's, he's fun and he has giving, great stories. Giving, Wayne, in your working with children, do you face um, challenges with dyslexia in uh, develop, uh, developing we, countries? We do, but the bigger challenges are the technology 
kind of trends because right. you've got mm-hmm. exponential kind of focus on use of tabs and use of information and therefore kids are losing their attention mm-hmm. spans you know and, and you've got to keep them busy and keep them educated so one of the programs we do is re-teach professors to train kids in different ways because if they don't change Mm-hmm. They're going to die. Wow. Yeah, because dyslexics are often very gifted. Oh, so. yeah. Some of the most successful people I know mm. are extremely oh, dyslexic. Absolutely. Some of those talented people. It's just, uh, yeah, and I think that um, I did some, saw some research once that um, dyslexia is actually an advantage for people who are learning a hieroglyphic language. Yeah, I can imagine. So maybe, we, maybe we just need to teach everybody, you know, Egyptian hieroglyphs and the problem will be solved. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. The language of angels. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the great thing about a hieroglyphic language is you can read it in any language. Mm-hmm. So you can read the writing in any language because mm-hmm. there's pictures and stuff. I think. Symbolism. Yeah. yeah. Symbol- the Bible pictures. uses symbolism like all the time. Emoticons? Emotion, oh, yes. that's right. Absolutely. Yes. We're moving towards that. You know, right? and, and my son, who's dyslexic, can read um, emoticon language way better than I can. Yeah. I can tell you. I can never figure out those yep. I got him sentences. a book written in, in emoticon, and he, he did really well with it. So, so you're yeah. learning from the kids now. Yeah. yeah. That's so, it. It's all changed. <laughs> <laughs> the world is being turned upside down. Somebody please stop it so I can get off. It's spinning too fast. looks like a good book. Well, yeah. thanks for tuning in, everyone. We've had a wonderful show today. Special thanks to our guest, Wayne. Ulrich for yeah, joining us for, today. For sticking around. Yeah, sticking around was really great. We're going to have to have you back sometime and talk more about this endless stream of stories you have. I just want to know more about the hostage situation. Well, again, if you'd like me to come, I'll, I'll we will be happy to talk a, in the show. We'll have him on our just speed dial. <laughs> we will be back tomorrow morning after the 7 o'clock news. Of course, if you would like to know more about the Bible, what can they do, Lyle? Uh, we can, we can, can we, we know people who know people. We can, yeah. we can, we can, we can hook you up. Uh-huh. Um, if you'd like to know more about Asian Aid, come, it'll be on your website. Yes, right? of course. Yes. Anything you want to know more about Asian A will be up on our social Thank media, you. our Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Lines are open. Lines are open now, of course, to so stick around. We will have some great programming coming up for the rest of the day and you have a wonderful, blessed day. Take care. Amen. I have unanswered prayers I have trouble I wish wasn't there I've asked a thousand ways That you would take my pain away You would take my pain away I am trying to understand How to walk this weary land Make straight the paths that crooked lie Oh Lord, before these feet of mine Oh Lord, before these feet of mine When my world is shaking Heaven stands When my heart is breaking And hurt. I know you hate to see me cry. One day you will set all things right. Yeah, one day you will set all things right. When my world.
Shit.